catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's Haberman and Middlecoff. I'm Guy, and that's John, and this is us on YouTube and our podcast. John can barely contain himself. We are brought to you by Tito's. Handmade vodka. You got a Tito's toast today, John? I I do, and that's because we're going to talk, I'm sure, a lot about a game that I would imagine just had about 35 million people watching. I'm not going to start with a toast that has anything to do with the Philly game. I'm going to start to a guy who is our buddy, mutual friend, and just become one of the stalwarts in the sport of college football. He has become one of the best general managers. That is a new position, relatively new in college football, in all the country, and helped build the team. He got this, I, I remember texting with him. He's like, bro, we got this wide receiver in the transfer portal. This dude from Michigan State. I'm like, what's his deal? He's like, he's fucking un- incredible. By about week five, you're like, yeah, hey, he's going in the top 20. They have a Division two guy that you know, change positions, become like a first-round pass rusher. Derek Ray and the Florida State Seminoles guy ran the tape 13-0. 13-0. Shout out. And they got left out. Now, love the guy. They are still 14-point underdogs to Georgia in uh, some Orange Bowl or Cotton Bowl or wherever they're playing. So, listen, I I, I didn't really want to watch you lose by 40 to Michigan, but I, I understand you guys all being pissed. That Did you see the video of when they saw and the head coach I mean, just his soul sank. You could feel it. And Jordan Travis is right behind him with his foot up. Just kind of goes like this. Uh, shout out to D-Ray. A Guy, they're, toast. They're, I had a Tito's toast for Kalen DeBoer, John. Uh, undefeated and uh, the two seed. Undefeated. Uh, not all undefeated is created equal, I guess, according to the committee. Did you see? Oh, I love Kalen DeBoer. That's a good toast. Congrats to uh, Kalen and, and Harbaugh. Did you see Jordan Travis's tweet? I mean, honestly, Hurt your heart a little bit. Said, I wish I would have broke my foot earlier so everyone could have seen how good we are. Like, wow. This, I did not. This. I saw the <laughs> Michigan team reaction to getting Alabama instead of Florida State. And uh, not a good sign for the old Wolverines. <laughs> that tells you about all you needed to know there. Although I got takes on college football as you do, but we can save that for uh, maybe a little later because we're coming off Niners Eagles. Tito's handmade vodka, John. A toast. You know, it's a great example. Those two toasts we just had. A toast for when you're commiserating for Florida State and a toast when you're celebrating for the Washington Huskies and everything in between. The holiday season, if you're hosting, have the Tito's on hand. If you're visiting, bring the Tito's in hand. Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Do you know what Purdy is to Kyle? What is Purdy to Kyle? 
when it comes to Hassan Reddick, he's a chum. You know, you ever watch Shark Week when they when they chum the waters and they let the sharks? He put him in position earlier today to get killed in the beginning of the game. Yeah. Clearly, as all the guys will tell us, you know, use Jack and get all over the years. They does stuff to set stuff up for later in the game to run a play. A little different action, but where Reddick was just chasing Purdy to kill him and uh, led to a first Debo touchdown. But he's he, he You're talking about when he has uh, Brock do the like blind play <laughs> action, then turn around and there's Reddick. Talking about that, I, I just I just think uh, you using him as 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 bait, uh, you know, is pretty risky with that individual player given <laughs> his speed and how given explosive he is. And I would even say last week how he threw Josh Allen to the ground and his jersey ripped. This is yeah, this kid's pretty pretty special to the Niners operation. Uh, and Kyle, Kyle played him as chum for a couple of plays. W- you almost worked. have to respect Shanahan's, like, no memory. You, know, I'm not going to be affected by the fact that he ended my season last year. Nope. We're going to run the same place. And you say this. He's not lying when he says it. Nope. Not at all. Not lying when he says it. Uh, John, you said a couple times last week on the podcast that this game you thought would be a blowout, definitely could be a blowout. And um, that is what happened. The 49ers blew the Eagles out. They were blowing them out. I made the note when Jalen Hurts went out, it was 35-13. to 13. He came back in the game, scored. But a, uh, a domination. As my buddy Ed, who's a big Eagles fan, who told me security Dom once got him into the maximum party at the Super Bowl, he said, congrats on being the December 3rd champs. But, um, you know, the real story is the one seed is, is still alive for the Niners. Uh, that's like the big picture. The the game though was, I mean, sometimes superstars are just superstars, and the Niners superstars were superstars in Philly. You know, there was a big picture moment when Jalen got KO'd, and you didn't know if he had an upper body injury, a head injury, where you just start. Well, wait, they play the Cowboys next week. It's like, <laughs> are they about to be in? Cha- are they about to fall apart? Hell, if he had got a concussion, it's very unlikely. Like what Purdy did to clear the concussion protocol is hard. You start kind of adding up their wins. You're like, holy shit. Is this is this actually the one seat? Because for as good as the Niners are better than the Eagles at full strength. Like the Eagles, they're linebackers. Like they, they don't have a Fred Warner coming back. They are sitting ducks in the secondary. They, they, they cannot, like Debo and Ayuk, on Debo's last touchdown, the celebration, I think those two guys, like Christian doesn't really act like that, right? Like he's not going to talk shit about an opponent and belittle them like those two guys. Like those two guys legitimately think Slay, Bradbury, whoever their safeties are, don't have a snowball's chance in hell to sniff those guys. And they're not wrong when you watch them. But they were like gloating about it. Like, did you see Debo's calling Ayuk, who's in a full sprint, clearly blocking. He had to, I I can't even imagine on the All-22 how far he had to run just to celebrate. And then he does a snow angel because those two guys know that you can't sniff us two, like us two. Like you, you have no chance, like in the secondary. Ayuk put Darius Slay, who's a really good player, in a fucking blender. And the other thing is, like, here's the thing with the 49ers. They have not won a championship. But it's it's impossible to argue that they don't have championship-level players. Right? Debo, Correct. Kittle, Fred, Armstead, Bosa, like the way that Trent, the way they play, McCaffrey, Juszczyk, like those guys are war daddies, win or lose. It's like Coach K's famous quote in the in the duke documentary like when i watch christian leitner shoot the free throws 
whether he missed or made it, he wasn't going to choke. He was just going to miss it. Like the 49ers yeah. might beat him, but you weren't, they weren't going to Dallas Cowboys choke, Buffalo Bills choke. They were just, you're going to beat us, we'll tip your hat. Right? You're going to beat the Chiefs, tip your hat. We got beat Right, if the Chiefs lose. But I'm a championship-level player, whether I have a ring or don't yet. And I think the Eagles have a lot of that too. Right, like Jason Kelsey, whether he had a ring or not, is a championship level player. Right, AJ Brown, like they got legit dudes, but the Niners fucking handled them today. And it looked because if you start to the beginning of the game, I, I got to be honest. I was watching uh, uh, Inman's Instagram feed yesterday, and when you pull into Philly and you get off to the airport and you're going to, to towards your hotel, you usually kind of cruise by the sports complex, which where the link is, where the baseball stadium is, where the basketball stadium is. And having Middle a little department right there. Yeah, it's really shitty in the hood. You, you can tell, like, it just gets very dreary back there. But not like Seattle, Oregon, like like black, but like black and cold. And it's just, and it felt that way. And you're like, God damn, this is, this is a, Brock, some of the passage, like, what is going on? And they just kind of took a deep breath. They held into a couple field goals. And then the route was on. Yeah. But early on, I, you'd be lying if you said, God, I mean, the Eagles showed up to play. The, were the Niners ready? It looked like they hadn't practiced. And then they flipped the switch, and they looked like the team that had been beating the shit out of everybody when they're healthy. Yeah. I mean, their defense, there's so many different things won them the game. Holding the Eagles to two field goals on those first two possessions, it felt like you could have been down. You definitely, right? You could have been down 14 to nothing. You stopped the Eagles on the Ten first nothing. drive. They had that that streak of 12 straight red zone trip trips resulted in touchdowns they stopped it they got the field goal stopped it got a punt and all of a sudden you can like take a breath um and Traverius uh, had an awesome play on Mooney, had a, yeah, Mooney Ward had a great play um Ambry Thomas got away with three holds on one on one possession Ambry How about Jair like, Brown's missed tackle on the one bad angle <laughs> bad angle awful angle this and ain't like, Iowa things were no it's not things weren't going perfectly and they're only down six nothing I mean I, I think the Debo game, Bosa said it afterwards, the last thing somebody asked him. He's like, you know, this guy talked what he he said what he said. Then he walked into a hostile environment and had the game that he had. And what Bosa said is that's what greatness is made of. I mean, Debo had four touches. No, seven touches for 138 yards and three touchdowns. And like splash plays. Not counting all the stuff you ask him to do just in terms of blocking. So... Like, for me, the headline of that game was the first two possessions holding the field goals. And then Debo backing it up. You know, we we talk everybody. It feels, like feels like he had more yards. I would have guessed like 220. <laughs> uh, how many times has somebody asked you, I got this text the other day from somebody, like, pick pick the top five Niners. And it's really hard because you just, you're leaving Kittle or Debo or Purdy. The first list I gave the guy, I'm like, boom, 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 without even thinking. He's like, where's Purdy? I was like, oh, shit. Hold on. Got to do it again, right? And um, depending on the week, like you could you could ask 10 different people and they would give you five different orders and you'd have 10 different. You'd have Trent. Somebody would leave Kittle off. Somebody would. But there are just days where you go. Debo's kind of I don't know. Sometimes he's at the top of the list and it felt like against the Eagles was one of those days because of the things that he said, because he talked his shit and then he backed it up. Yeah, I think that's what makes him a unique player, right? Because I think if you just polled. On an after an average game, or just during the week, whoever a football fan named the five best Niners, most people would not list Debo. He just doesn't. I I think immediately, Trent, 
Bosa go. I, I think Fred Warner is gets said pretty quickly. I think George Kittle. I guess maybe Debo Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I don't think he consistently gets said in the top five. But on any given game, and honestly, on any given stretch of a season, he can be the most dominant player in the league. In the league, not on the team, like in the league. And that's where I think they have the curveball that, like, ultimately the Eagles don't have. Because A.J. Brown is an unreal player. I mean, you could argue he's top two or three wide receiver in the league. I think no one would dispute or argue with you. The problem, though, is, like, Devontae's a good player, but they don't have, like, th- that pitch, they they don't have. It'd be you like, can just get him the ball no matter how you need to do it, you're saying. Yeah, he because he turns into, he's so easy to get the football. You know, yeah. he, they're missing Goddard, who helps them a lot, who's their George Kittle. That helps. But like most people, nobody has this, right? It's Tyreek has a little bit of that in the bag. You can give it to him on end of rounds. You can Andy historically, Mike McDaniel. So it makes him a double whammy because he can do all the shit down the field. Now, Debo's not a deep threat, but he can dominate over the middle in traffic. And then from quick screens to play running back, the ways that are just 100% layup, whether it's handing him the ball, throwing him the screen to get the ball in his hands, make it, and then he just the tackles he breaks, how fast he plays. That's the other thing. A lot of guys like him, you know, it was, it was Deshaun Jackson day. Like they, he retired. I think they honored him at halftime. I don't know, you know, is he good enough to have his number retired? I don't know. But he was a really big deal with Philly. <clears throat> Deshaun's play speed, right, is one of the fastest players in the NFL. I mean, he's one of the fastest football players we've ever seen. Just pure speed, Deshaun Jackson, just elite speed. You don't think of Debo like that, like a Tyreek or a Deshaun, right? But whoever catches him, ever. Like his play speed is just, and the one thing I always learned in scouting is like where you got to be careful of like time speed, play speed, because it was a knock like why guys like Devontae and Keenan Allen. It's like, well, they've run 4-7. Well, I can watch them play. They get open with eat. No one can stay with them. I don't, Debo ran, I think, 448 or whatever. I, I feel like he plays 430 when he's playing against you. Do you think, or whatever there, your speed is, he can't get caught. Do you feel like it's one thing watching plays faster than Ayuk? Yeah, he he has to be elite at angles. Like, is he? I bet if you put him in a car, like he's just he's very good at changing lanes because his he picks his angles really well. He picks his blocks, where to follow him, where to run by. Because sometimes he'll follow, sometimes he'll run by. Uh, maybe that's part of it. How we play so fast is like I think he. Doesn't feel like he ever picks a bad angle. He always picks the most efficient angle. Was that the running back instinct that he has? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's what, what? What was your take when they kick it off and Debo was returning? It was like, eye opening. Ah, I oh look. Debo God. has six. It was eye opening. It was like some Harbaugh would do. I look. Debo has six I'm career co- kickoff returns coming into the game. Only he's only he did it once during the regular season. He's done it once in the playoffs. Like you know, one game he did it twice. One other game he did it like three, four, five, four times. But when I saw Debo back there to start the game, or, you know, I guess on the second kickoff of the game, I thought it was a, I, I thought it was a statement. Now, on one hand, you'd go, well, you're just down Ray Ray, but you could put Ronnie, Ronnie Bell back there if you want to, right? I think most teams would, given, you know, I thought it was, a, it was a, it was a statement to put Debo I, back there. I don't know if anyone said this after the game, but would it shock you if, you know, like in basketball, when like a great, like Clay goes, I'll check him. Not yeah. nowadays, but in his prime, right. <laughs> you know, or Scotty Pippen or Michael would be like, I want him when Debo, there's no like, Hey Debo, you willing to return? It's like, I'm fucking returning this week. Yeah. Right? yeah. That, that was one of the things like in the sec that made Debo a special player at South Carolina. And honestly, it's what makes him, this is the Deshaun, the Tyreek, like at any moment, 
like in a, in a playoff game, would it shock you if you just look up and Tyreek's their punt returner in the in the first round against whoever they're playing? Like, no. I I, I right. want to do this because right. they I'm fucking better than anyone we got, and I, those guys fucking can't stop me. We're not Debo saving ran, it. Debo ran that ball on that first. It's like this guy is not messing around. You could yeah. tell in his body language, kick returning, in his mind, I think he had dreamed taking one to the house there. I think if you asked him if he could change one of his touchdowns, he would do anything to have a kickoff return. Would he give up two? Would he trade two of his touchdowns for uh, today? I, I, no, I think the score? It, I, absolutely. If the score's the same, 100. That would have been, because that is a that's a knockout blow, right? A punt return or a kickoff return, I feel is worth like 10 points, given the momentum of a game. Like, oh my God. Which is, because it happened to Shanahan's team forever. It, it's It's a kick in the balls. Yeah, and he he wanted it, and there was one I thought like he almost kind of broke it. He's made. I mean, would he be the best kick return? Like he'd be like Cordell Patterson if that was just like his role. He oh, that's all he did. He just kick and punt returns. Could you put him on cover too? Just a bowling ball. I feel he plays faster with the ball in his hands than without it. Because isn't that the knock? Like why he can't? Because if he played as fast with the ball in his hands as a wide receiver, wouldn't he be a great go route runner? Right. Yeah. In theory. But I think that goes back to his angles. Like once he's got the ball, he's so good at it's 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 not about straight line, just straight up speed for him. It's about kind of seeing the field in a way that nobody else can see the field. And like you said, also getting tackles. But well, the, the other thing is every game the Eagles go into. Even this upcoming week, I think CeeDee Lamb's become a star and Brandon Cooks is having a really good season. That Ferguson guy from Wisconsin, Barry Alvarez, grandson, fucking baller. <laughs> They have the better wide receiver duo. In most games, they have like a pretty wide margin. So it's honestly one thing Seattle has in the bag, why they could kind of hang with like the Cowboys last week. It's like we got Jackson Smith, DK, and Lockett. Right. Those two guys, to me, 11 and 19 showed up today. Like we're fucking just as good as your two guys. Yeah. Third down and longs, right? Like they, they hit the first third down and long to AJ. They had the third and like 16 where they ran the screen to Devontae Smith. I think it was like 18. <laughs> 18. Yeah, I mean, Jair Alexander. Was, I for, was it Greenlaw took him out in the tackle. Brown or Alexander? No, excuse me, Jair Brown. I'm saying yeah. So Devonte Smith, as he's getting tackled by yeah. Jair Brown, it was either Greenlaw, might have been Fred, could have been Owen. I don't know who took wiped him out, and then Devonte like spun off him. <laughs> that can't happen. I mean, that's but the, the Niners do that sometimes, right? Yeah, they do. Third and third and long, third um, nineteen. I feel like he got like 24. Third 19. Yeah. I mean, Debo didn't have the kickoff return for the touchdown, but the drive after uh, Greenlaw got ejected and uh, security guard Dom got ejected. And the place was, you know, they like to me, they go tush push deep into the end zone. There's a fight. Like the place is going ape shit. Uh, Burkhart says nobody has sat down. The Niners get the ball. Their face a third and seven. Purdy hits Ayuk. Debo scores like a 48-yard touchdown on, on that. Like That wasn't a kickoff return for a touchdown, but that was pretty significant to be able to break off an explosive touchdown in that spot. That was, yeah. you know, really. The, the Niners got, this is what Philly does. They will punch you, and they punched the Niners multiple times, and it did not phase them. And that was a pretty telling thing about, about the game. Do you think IU caught that ball? I Well, no. I thought it was going to get overturned. Yeah. I understand why it didn't, but I thought it was going to get overturned. Do you know just an awesome, and it sucked when you heard it, but like a moment watching a B 
big football game is when you're on the road and the f- crowd sees the replay and thinks it's going to get overturned yeah, and they yeah. erupt. It just it, it it feels like people were tweeting at me early in the game like this is kind of boring. Like I, this is football. Like the fourteen six, I fucking live for. You, you you can circle jerk your Big Twelve, your high scoring games. All you you give me that game in the first. I know it eventually became where you're just on the edge of your seat with every play. Like I, that felt like being a kid, 49ers, Cowboys, Cowboys, Packers, Packers, Niners. Like this feels like a big deal. You know, obviously it is, but like the game, Burkhart and Olsen are just such an easy listen. I I know they don't have the star power of Troy Aikman or John Madden, but that they are good. It's just an easy, smooth, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not. I, maybe they're gaining it. I mean, I, again, I like them. I, mean, I know Kevin met him once, but I don't know Greg. I'm just saying, like, they are really good. The chances Tom Brady is as smooth as Greg, I would say, would be highly unlikely. I texted that to somebody today. Um, now, Tom, is Tom ever coming? Probably not. So, yeah. I, but you know what, John? Like, you give it 10, 15 years, they'll feel just as big. You know, you call enough, it'll. It, it, It'll feel massive. It'll feel well, massive. Does, does, does the average, does feel does the average 30 year old? Yeah, does the 100%. I'm not saying does it's av- not, but the average 30 year old know anything about Chris Collinsworth playing career, where he played? Where no, they just know when they hear his voice, it's a big game. That's all. Yeah. It's really that simple. You know, when people are like, well, honestly, when I hear Buck, like, I know it's a big game. It's like, yeah, because for the last 25 years, when you've heard him, it's been a big game. It's a pretty simple like- formula. Hell, people our age, like in their late 30s, don't I don't remember anything of Chris as a player. So if you're like 28, no, I, a big football fan, you wouldn't know shit about the guy. I just know when he's on TV, it's a game <laughs> worth watching. That's all. That's all I need. You know, yeah. it's it's a pretty simple formula. And then you watch them and they're excellent. So they match the game. I, yeah, it was it was uh, the whole thing felt felt really big. And part of it was that that crowd. And th- the same way it would be at Levi's. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe it will be. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef. Free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, 
Only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's where Brock, you want to talk about Brock? Yeah. Brock starts out incompletion, incompletion on the first drive. Second drive. Oh, sorry. Incompletion, sack incompletion. First drive. Second drive. Dicey. Well, and, and on the sack, it wasn't just a sack. To me, it was like a Brock couldn't get the ball out sack, which is and on, like Brock will get sacked when he. To, to watch the quarterback stand there and not see it, it's unusual because Brock usually sees it. So he's not, yeah. there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Sack. Like that's unusual. Second drive, two incompletions. So Brock started 0 of 4. Uh, he completed 83% of his passes after that. Another test passed for Brock Purdy. Never rattled, never unsure, um, never too big for him. How about the run where he broke a tackle? I was like, Brock, will you please put your shoulder away? Because he used his shoulder on one and then fell on his shoulder at the end of the play. Uh, The throw to Ayuk, I got to look at it from another angle. I don't know why that throw was where it was on the touchdown. 
but you know, multiple big third down conversions, the one to Ayuk after the Greenlaw interception or ejection, Juwan Jennings, a couple of big catches. You know, it was it was really uh, part of what made it so impressive. It was just so just clean. It was such a clean operation from Purdy. You know, it, I know it didn't rain a ton. Somebody in Philly DM me in the morning and said a listener just said, hey, it's raining a little, but this is not the kind of rain that'll like, you know, this will be fine. It was rain. Like, it was raining worse against the Bills game with torrential downpour all game. Yeah. It would then and the Cleveland game for the Niners was much worse. Yeah. But I think the best compliment you can give Brock is he looks the same in all these games. You wouldn't know. <laughs> you know, like he makes some stuff, he just makes so much of it look pretty easy, which is pretty crazy because most it doesn't usually look easy. He fucking dominated today. I I, I thought he after those first two drives, like just the eye test, the explosive plays, the accuracy. He is like Jalen's best attribute. He didn't really do it today, but it's like this kind of mobile, deep playmaker. Like when he scrambles, they're great at the scramble drill, right? And the, 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 honestly, if you watch the Eagles, their passing game, their biggest plays all come with him on the move for the most part. It's scary, and they they, they like have this perfect, and Olsen talked about it, like when the scramble drill actually is not going deep, it's go deep and then work back. And they hit that play over and over, but they also hit the deep ball. And Jalen has a good deep ball outside the numbers thrower. Brock is an elite, just the intermediate short passing game. It, I mean, honestly, he feels like 90% on passes that like a lot of quarterbacks just aren't as consistent. Right? Jimmy never was. Derek Carr's career is in shambles because he's not. And this is, a, you're talking about a small margin. And then he also makes the explosive plays, but. The like just the play, how many times a day, even if it's more like a shorter pass, like that schemed up play to Kittle, which they clearly knew was going to, you know, to neutralize that pass. Oh, after he chipped on Reddick. But like to hit him where he doesn't have to go, it's just right like this as he's moving his accuracy on these passes. So it's like, well, all the yak, he's hitting these guys in fucking stride on the McCaffrey pass down the sideline. Like it's just. His, his accuracy, we thought once upon a time Baker Mayfield was going to be the next Drew Brees. It turns out maybe this guy's the modern version because he's more mobile. Like, Brees didn't have the mobility. Like, this guy's a mobile version of just elite accuracy because that's he, he's never going to have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes' arm, right? Favre, Rodgers. Like, it's, he's not – maybe his arm improves as he gets older, but, like, it's always going to be have a limitation. Like, he's not going to be able to not set his feet and throw a 40-yard dot, right? But – Drew Brees built a Hall of Fame career, and he couldn't even move. This guy's athleticism is, I would say even people that were bullish, you know, last year, they didn't truly, like, study Purdy's career at Iowa State, because I would imagine if we really went in depth, you'd see him moving around a lot. We'd be like, yeah, he's he's nowhere near. Like, I, I, I'm still amazed this season how good of an athlete he is. Yeah, same. His athleticism is... He's not Lamar Jackson, but it's pretty high end for the for a quarterback, right? Like most of the quarterbacks you and I have watched through our life just didn't have that. They were good, right? And when you do, right, and you're a good player, which is why Rodgers, Rodgers had the far of arm, but he had the mobility of a mobile quarterback. He was unstoppable, right? Steve Young, 
his really what he hung his hat on was accurate. He was the most accurate quarterback of all time before Drew Brees, but he didn't have a huge arm like Montana, right? It was much more accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. And that's where to me, the mold, like this guy's never going to be a Marino in Elway, like the, the way those guys were talked about, but he's going to be in the mold of if, if this continues, because right now, like it's just undebatable what is early on his career equals the young, the breezes, like this, this version of something in that category, right? Yeah, I, I think the to me the crazy thing about him, and you just described it pretty well, is that he does these things that you forget how hard it is when you watch him to operate as cleanly as he operates. And then you watch somebody else and you realize, oh, it's not that efficient. And then you watch him, you're like, well, what is he doing that's spectacular? Well, it's kind of the invisible thing, but it's the hardest thing is to get through your reads real quick and then get the ball out. And I think maybe part of why he can be uh, he can be as mobile as he is, is because he gets through his reads so fast that when he decides to run, for the most part, it happens pretty quick. He's usually because yeah. you notice, right, when the when the pocket's collapsing around him, he's usually not getting out of that the way that Hurts can. He just decides pretty quickly, nothing there, I got to go, and then he gets out. Um, and it helps too that I think some of his mobility comes when he's rolling out already, and then he can kind of figure out. He knows his. He knows himself really well. He doesn't – this is good to go back to Baker. Baker tried to do a lot of things that he actually wasn't capable of physically, didn't adjust to the speed from college to the NFL. Whereas Brock, my guess is if we went and watch all the Iowa State tape, it'd be kind of the same. Yeah, right? he would, he would, he'd get rid of the ball in spots where you'd like – you know, you'd assume maybe he made a few more plays with his legs in college. I bet he didn't. I bet it was the same. Like he just understands, like, I don't have a play to make here. It's gone. Ball's out. Fine. Um, I thought the other throw that stood out, just looking back at my notes, it kind of happened twice when Purdy was facing an avalanche and made it happened once after the green law situation, the Niners third possession. Remember they got a false start. They were second down and 15 at their own 10 yard line. Yeah. And he hits Ayuk on, he made it look easy. Boom. There's Ayuk. Ayuk got whatever eight maybe nine, 10 back. And then he hit the play to Kittle, which was just kind of a Kittle just kind of sat down and was open outside, you know, on the left numbers and they converted the first hand and it felt like, all right, didn't take anything crazy. We've seen them have, remember it happened in Cleveland where they're like deep in their own territory, kind of the rain's falling, the crowd's getting loud, false start second and 15 or second and 25 and they can't really make anything happen. They got to give it to McCaffrey and hope to punt. That's not what happened there. That was, and then they scored a touchdown on that drive, and it was on. They scored. I mean, it was a. They scored six straight touchdowns. It's crazy. Yeah, the, that that is a good point. The, those two passes were really big. Like the avalanche was coming in the wrong way. Yeah. And Ayuk, after he got the ten yards, gave this kind of like. It was like I, I can do this all day against you, buddy. Yeah. There's an arrogance. That those guys, maybe they elevate Purdy. Like Purdy plays pretty arrogant. He doesn't, you know, chirp or whatever. I there is just an element of confidence. Like when he lets the ball, I, I'm never when the ball leaves his hand, never don't think it's going to be in the right spot. And we're going from Jimmy Garoppolo, which was the ultimate roller coaster. Even even Jalen today, I didn't have as much confidence as the game kind of went on, mm-hmm. uh, just because they felt kind of off. And they clearly got away from the run game fast. Now they they uh, 
you know, I guess fell behind, but you know, 14, six, that's a good example where you don't have to pivot away from what you do. Now the Niners had the ball after half, right. And scored. So it was 21, six. And then it just felt like it, it was on like Donkey Kong. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, th- those, his, I, I would say his cohesion with these guys, who'd I hear? I came in my timeline I, and coward had on Ed McCaffrey last week. And Ed said that last year when Christian showed up, Brock, because remember at the time, Jimmy wasn't hurt. So Brock spent extra time with Christian to teach him the offense. And who knows? I mean, it's easy to say now, but Ed's like, Christian kept telling me, like, this guy fucking talks like a coach or something. Mm. He knows all this. Again, it's, you know, some of these stories can grow as the player. Right. I'm right. not saying that he probably didn't know a shit, but it's just easy to say now. But I, I just wonder if there's an ability. <clears throat> His football IQ is elite, but a lot of people like can see stuff. It's what makes a lot of quarterbacks they can't execute it. Like I think if you ask Derek, like what you're supposed to do against this look, like he knows at this point in time, but he can no longer really execute it. Yet Purdy can just go and execute it, and then also have the kind of the freelance stuff, which is something no one ever thought. Right, not to this level. And I would imagine a lot of people that kind of want to hate on him, like, this guy can't be that good. Watch some of these moments. Like, God, this guy's fucking pretty good. Because how, how could you watch this game if you're one of these people, whether you t- do this for a living, whether you're a fan who's talking shit, and not be like, God, that guy's pretty good. How, how could you not have that take? I, I don't, like, he just, what else take, what other take could you have today? Well, he's playing with Debo and McCaffrey. Or, you see some of these passes he's making? See some of the scrambles? It'd be another thing, right? If he was truly like Joe Flacco, can't move or whatever. You're like, well, they have the best old line. He doesn't get touched. That's not the way this guy's playing. Some of these plays like running for his life. Even some of his throwaway plays like scrambling. Like that that helps the Niners a lot. I think also, his athleticism is a huge added variable in a positive way for the for the team. The other thing, if you're one of those people, John, is like you've watched the Niners have played in a ton of big games the last several years with Jimmy. Like, this is clearly better than that. I know oh, that's not the God. bar, but it's like, if you think, well, it's just play with these players and play with Kyle and it's easy, Jimmy did it at a pretty high level, right? It's not like there was always a debate about Jimmy in terms of how good is he or what's the seal, whatever, but it was not debatable based on how much they won that it, it was happening at a high level. And this is significantly better than Garoppolo looked. So you can't just chalk it up to the surrounding talent and the coach. Although we could have a separate conversation about Kyle and what a good day he had, but like, just start with that. Like we all watch the Jimmy era. This doesn't, this feels very different. Not a little different, very different. Well, he's 70%, 23 and six. So even if he doesn't sustain the 23 touchdowns, six picks. Yeah. Which I, I do think sustaining just doing what he's doing is not out of the realm of possibility, but let's just say it ends up 68, five. He's he's got Seattle. He's got Arizona. Okay, Wait, I mean, I'm sorry, 68.5. I'm just saying. Let's, let's say his completion percentage ends up at 68.5. Oh, not 70. Okay. Like let's say it doesn't end up at 70. percent It's in yeah. 68 or you know low 69. Which I, I I you know not every game's gonna be. I guess even today though, what he was 19 to 27. So it wasn't. It's not like he was 19 of 20. 70 percent. Yeah. So it just it doesn't look like 70 percent, huh? It looks Does worse. Look like, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I know. Even though when I watched it, it felt better. Let me do the math again. Uh, 70. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm with you. But he's, headed, but he's headed toward 30 touchdowns, right? 
and he threw four today, but let's just, he has a game where he gets one, but then he has a couple more where he gets three. Like he's getting to 30, 32. Let's say he throws a couple more picks. I mean, he's, he's 32, eight or nine and 69%. That That's a fucking remarkable season. Remember we were like, what could Trey Lance be one day? We're like, Just get to 27 and maybe some running touchdowns. And obviously that was never going to happen. Wait, Jimmy wait. was like, get to 24 touchdowns. He'd be like, woohoo. You if said, this guy gets to 30 touchdowns? You said he's at 23 and five. Is that what you said? That's what I, that's what the internet showed me. Okay. Am I wrong? Oh, no, I, I'm just, I, I didn't yeah, remember I, what you said. I got 70 touchdowns, or excuse me, 70.2 completion percentage, 3,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, six picks. So he's going to get to 4,000 plus yards. Hell, he might get to 4,500 yards. I just think I, the reason I asked you again is because I was just counting it up with five games to play. Let's say he starts playing much worse and is one touchdown and one pick per game. That's 28 and 10, which you would have taken at the beginning of the year, right? Now, that's not Seattle's pass defense is not very good. Arizona's yeah. terrible. So even if the Ravens, let's just say you get no touchdowns and they, you know, it's a 19 and to two 17 picks. game, they I'm run. Throwing two yeah. picks, make it terrible. Exactly. They, they got so many other games, he's going to fucking rack off. His next two games are Seattle and Arizona. Like, what would you put the over under touchdown passes? Four and a half? Five? Yeah, I mean, you never know. You start blowing them out, you just start running the ball. But yeah, if he's if he's gonna if he has gonna score from forty yards out, twenty yards out consistently, you can't stop that. But he throws red zone touchdowns, right? So Kyle lets him throw. Like I said, Kyle throws the ball with him. But how about the throw? Do you remember when uh, um, Olson said early in the game, "It's like we're about to find out if they run it here. This is four down territory," and it was like a third and three, and it was just. Boop, boop. McCaffrey had just been stopped in short yardage and he just made it look easy. I mean, I was texting with uh, Ethan Sherwood Strauss today about it, uh, this week about it. Cause he's like, I, I think Kyle just really trusts this guy so much. And it's really clear how much more, how much, not how much more, we don't have to compare everything to Jimmy, how much he trusts him. You would have to put it on the top end of just, just watch, watch football. Just watch what the coaches ask their quarterbacks to do, how much they trust their guys in big spots deep in their own territory, third down short yardage. Like he really trusts Brock a lot. You'd say he, I mean, probably Andy and Mahomes have elite trust, but it's it's pretty high-end trust that Kyle has in him. I'm pretty sure he motherfucked him like twice during the game, but it doesn't change the fact that he trusts him. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I should try texting Ethan about Purdy. We just I, I just text him about the shitty in-season uh, NBA ratings. Uh, Ethan's got a lot of Ethan's got Niner takes. He says he consumes no, he our content. So we shout out to Ethan. We appreciate that. Yeah, he's, he's as a big I consume his. Guy. Yeah, I, I love it too. I uh, yeah, I, I thought early on, I thought Kyle was like Kyle. I'll be honest, I have more faith sometimes. Like early when things are going wrong, like, I feel Purdy's going to get a hold of it. Like is is Kyle that play where he almost got Purdy killed with the Reddick play? Now it's not the same play, but just the play action right into his face. Like, what are you doing? And it was clear even when he got him on the Debo touchdown, Reddick has one job, chase the quarterback. Don't bite the run fakes. Don't do it. You chase the quarterback. That's clearly what he's coached to do, run fakes. I, I do think big picture, and I know it worked. <laughs> I do think you got to be careful because that guy is, listen, they're big guys, gas, Niner shoved him around. That guy is fucking explosive. He feels like just a two or three step, just burst, 
fastest in the league, right up there. And I think you got to be very careful. And my thing was, and I tweeted this out early on, like, Kyle, it's pretty clear these guys can't cover these guys. Spread that thing out, put the guy in the gun, and let him sling it around Rodgers Payton style. And honestly, as the game went on, he let him do it a little bit. They just got in the gun a lot. Now, they did it kind of, Kyle, with motions, and they did a lot of bunch. It's not like they go four and five true wide. I don't, you know, Kyle's like, I'm not doing that, damn it. I refuse. <laughs> we'll, we'll do some some bunch formations close to the, you know, close to the tight end, but I'm not going wide. <laughs> he did which listen, I, I under it works and your play calling is I, I do think that can be an advantage like against this team. They cannot match up. They cannot yeah. cover this. McCaffrey now, it, had multiple mismatches. Th- their linebackers are because even if you go, listen. It's going to be hard for Bradbury and Slade. They, they are those guys are real starters. Both those guys start for the 49ers. They're real NFL players. The linebackers don't have a fucking chance. Both of them would start for the Niners. You mean, well, as I the, mean it, each would start be the second corner? Yeah, I mean they. One hundred percent. Slade for sure. Like you would take if Slay and Ward were two starting corners, you'd feel pretty good about it. Yeah. But both those guys are very similar. Ayuk, the shiftiness is going to give them problems, right? Like one thing that makes AJ Brown kind of unique. There was the second play that they hit to AJ Brown. His route, like he's got a little like Devonte Adams. I was like, geez, I didn't realize it was this shifty, like as a route runner, like off the line of scrimmage. But ultimately, my point is, their safeties and their linebackers, Kittle, obviously working Debo there, McCaffrey, they are fucked. Like one major difference, because let's face it. Are Ambry Thomas and Lenore and those guys locked down corners? No. Is is Jair Brown? Do you feel great right, about him? Made some plays today. Again, I, I I I like I I feel good about Ambry Thomas on my team. But let's we're not acting like we got four Charvarius Wards out there. But the two linebackers, and honestly, there was the one play after DeSandro and Greenlaw got into an all-time scuffle that he gets kicked out. Fred's shoe comes off. And they have two, because I look at him like, where's Fred? And obviously, he just run off with his shoe. So they got Owen Burks and someone else out there. The Eagles would die for those two guys. There was a reason Shaq Leonard, when does a guy that makes a lot of money, who's like a high-character guy, team captain, just get cut in the middle of the season? Like It's kind of weird. It, it really is. Now, sometimes like the Ert situation is like, if you're not going to play me, just let me go. And they're like, cool. Right. That right. just felt like they just cut him. It was bizarre. They're like begging him to join their team. But so are the Cowboys. On the way, on the way giving away tur- Thanksgiving turkeys. Who? Oh, Shaq? Yeah. You, what, he went to the game the next day. I think he was cut on like a Thursday and went to the Colts game like Sunday night. But Fred and Greenlaw, you hear Olsen today was like, uh, yeah, Fred told me, like, listen, Fred's easily one of the most violent players in the league. He's like, no matter what I do, no matter how hard <laughs> I try, I just can't hit as hard as this guy. Yeah. And they got two guys. The Eagles would give anything to have Dre Greenlaw as their starting middle linebacker, right? Because N'Kobe Dean's on IR again. And that is, if you don't have good linebacker play, you are, you're in major trouble against the Niners because they work the middle of the field constantly. Like They're not like the Eagles that are just like, a huge part of our game is going to be outside the numbers. Most, the Chiefs, most passing games are. The Niners are like, yeah, we, we live to throw shit over the middle of the field and work our running back and tight end in the passing game. And what, what are they going to do? Like that, That's not going to change. Like They get Goddard back, but like there's no – Jeremiah Trotter Sr. is not walking back through that door. Like what – D'Amico Ryans isn't on their team. Like they don't – there's no answer there. They trade for Kevin Byard. Everyone's like, how did they get this guy for a fifth? And 
some money. Well, it's kind of old. He's not as good anymore. Right? It's not, he's not, they didn't just add Jalen Ramsey. So they felt kind of slow in the secondary against the yep. Niners' speed. Yeah, you're right. And, and they now, have a clear strength, right? When you have one clear strength, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to game plan. Now they were, and this is what we said why I know I picked them. They had just come off six days of playing two of the best teams in the league, exhausted, long, 90 – like, this is what should have happened. They warmed down. Yeah, and Bosa said after the game, like, that's part of it. Like, But, you know, their defense didn't – their defense played six snaps to start the game, and their offense wasn't able to capitalize for them because they got stopped in the red zone twice. If they're up 14 to nothing, maybe it feels like a different game. Then the Niners yeah. – you know what I mean? Like, that – Yeah, that it's big. more if more concerning for the Eagles. Like, yeah, our defense ran out of gas. We're going to have some limitations against them. But shouldn't we be able to score 30? Right, right. What? what yep. Why is our why, why did our offense look so shit? Why Jalen look pretty looked way better throwing the ball, right? Just running the offense now. But Jalen looks weird. Jalen has these like four touchdown games. You're like, God, he's just he's a bizarre player. He's a bizarre, awesome player. Like you watch some of the great quarterbacks, like Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Mahomes, Allen. You're like, what the fuck? That was incredible. Jalen's not really. That's not really his style. Well, the Niners didn't play the same type of game that Buffalo did making a ton of mistakes on offense, right? Buffalo, everybody thought after Buffalo beat Philly that Buffalo would outplay. That's all anybody said. Buffalo outplayed him. Buffalo outplayed him. I mean, Josh Allen threw an awful late-game interception, right? And yeah. they were down 10 the week before. They were they were down 10 points at halftime two straight weeks. They got the ball first in the second half and scored immediately. When the Niners got the ball first and scored immediately, it, it, immediately, it felt like a very different game than the one Philly had been in. And to your point, maybe maybe it's a function of just you only have so much gas in the tank. But, you know, now they got Dallas next week, the Niners. It's just Niners look like a team that, you know, they'll be favored at home against the Ravens, barring something weird happening against Seattle. But they're so, going to run into a rest of Dallas team. I mean, they, I would say the Eagles, yep. this is going to really prove a lot, I would say, the next seven days. Because what are they going to be able to do? Full practice on when? These guys got to be just exhausted. But you're going to get a team now off extra rest. I, I, do you know what I pictured today? <laughs> I, I heard, who did I hear say this? There's like Willie Cologne or something. He's like, the fatter Mike McCarthy gets, the more I know he likes his team. <laughs> <laughs> I think Andy used to be like that. You know, you just get fatter. Just in the, the office. Was, just he's in the office. You like know you got a shot. Mm. I envisioned him today in just his massive house, wherever and whatever part of Texas he lives, and in the suburbs of Dallas, in just a pair of sweatpants, quadruple X, slamming food, feet up with a huge smile on his face. Because they get an opportunity to clearly help the Niners out, right? I mean, this yeah. is this is a massive, massive week where that Sunday night football, all of a sudden we're going to look up and the Niners are the number one seed and the Eagles are, I, I don't exactly know the tiebreaker, but obviously the division would be then up in the air. They'd have the same record and they'd have split the game. So it's... A huge part of this was, and I texted with a buddy with the Eagles a couple days, and it, most of them thought, like, yeah, it's probably going to be a tough spot for us. We got to win one of the next two. So now it's always cool. You get one of the next two. Well, you lose the first one. It's like, well, it's one-on-one now. <laughs> right? This, that, that is – the Niners have played the Cowboy game at the time, biggest game of the year. This game, biggest game of the year so far. And now that Eagles-Cowboy game, when you say biggest game, it just kind of grows on each other as the football season goes. Yep. And the Niners get to just, you know, do we look up and, you know, do they kind of, when I say lay an egg, how are you going to get up for the Seattle game the same way you just got up for the fucking, uh, 
Eagles. The other thing is, I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves. Seattle's a little desperate. I mean, leaking serious oil. The Rams are six and six. I just the Packers are beating the Chiefs right. I mean, it's just Seattle's in major danger of missing the playoffs. The Packers and Rams could get those spots. You know, whoever doesn't win in Philly and Dallas. So I I do think you're going to get a kitchen sink game from Pete. Yeah, extra days. But the, so it's just you're right. They're, they're not good. Just, at, I, I'm, my my point is enough, like but. if if you're the Niners, like you. You're going to enjoy these next couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to answer your question on Philly, they lose to Dallas. You beat Seattle. You're both 10 and three. So you've got the head to head. So, so is Dallas. Right? So is Dallas. You've got the head to head. The Niners would be in that scenario, eight and one in the NFC and Philly would be six and two. So you'd also have the conference tiebreaker, but you have the head to head. So you're fine there. But what's the conference, Detroit, what's Detroit's nine and three with a six and two conference record. The Niners have the same overall record as Detroit, but the Niners have the tiebreaker because the Niners have a better NFC record seven and one versus Detroit six and two. So that that's, what's keeping them ahead of the lions right now. And you got to stay ahead of the lions. I mean, the lions, or at least even with the lions because of their schedule coming down up down the stretch. But yeah, so I mean, besides, now you've got so beside the Raven game, you got three, you're going to be heavily favored in the Seattle game, the Arizona game and the Rams game, right? Even though the Rams are being are feisty right now. And who you know depends. I think ideally the Niners would love that game to mean nothing, right? Right. But I would say, wouldn't you say the way the standings are, be hard pressed to see Week Seventeen or the Seventeenth game mean nothing for all these teams, right? Yeah, and it feels like it meaning nothing to the Rams doesn't really change the way. I don't know, like what would the Rams do if that game meant nothing to them? Which it, it you know they're in the playoffs right now, so it's going to mean something. To, it is going to mean something to the Rams, even if it means nothing to the Niners. I would say if the Rams are in the playoffs and their seating is set. I think they would rest. Right. If you're the sixth seed, you're going on the road no matter yeah, what. I mean, why wouldn't you? I, I guess my point is like, it why might would be you risk hard for their seeding to Donald. be set. They, they have the same record as Minnesota and Seattle right now. And Green Bay, again, if you're what if you're listening and they're watching this after the Sunday night game, you know what Green Bay did. But if Green Bay wins, they're six and six too. Like the other three. There might be four, well, six I, and sixteen. I, I, I don't see this. Green Bay finishing this, but I don't know. They, they've been pretty good, bro. They're kicking their ass. I, I know. I my just, point Minnesota's I mean, they're in major trouble, right? Yeah. With the Dobbs yeah. situation, they're in trouble. And all of a sudden, Seattle, like Seattle plays the Niners this week, right? And then they have Seattle goes, guy, Seattle goes at the Niners. Then they play Philly. Whether the Philly has won or lost against the Cowboys, that game's fucking massive for them. And that was the flex game Monday night football. And then they go Titans, Steelers, Cardinals. I, Seattle could lose three more games pretty easily. I mean, Seattle at best to me is a nine-win team at best, and it's very possible they're an eight-nine team. If you said John thousand dollars right now, I would go eight-nine over nine and eight for Seattle. Just the way it's gone, their flaws, yep, their schedule. Like the Niners and Eagles could just kind of knock them out a little bit. They actually don't match up terribly, probably against the Eagles though, right? Because because they they're still kind of like the Niners because <laughs> they're school guys. Yeah, I mean that's why yeah. they hung with Dallas. I mean they just they guys can right. make plays. Uh, before we get on a few more top, uh, several more tops to get to a couple of super chats. Uh, Debo just scored another touchdown. Debo said Bradbury is trash. You, what if Debo said it again after the game? Did you see AJ Brown? Because you know him and Debo are like close buddies. No, what would he say? He's like he's trying to defend Debo. He's like, listen, I, 
you know, Debo's like a big kid. He, he doesn't mean this personally. He's just he's playing around. Like AJ's in his locker room, no, trying no to defend this guy. That's no fun. It's like LeBron and Draymond being both clutch I, I, guys. AJ, I know you're trying to just lighten everyone. I I think he thinks he sucks. Like I, he is not. Debo's AJ not thinks really he a sucks. Guy. I think Debo thinks he sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. AJ goes Debo, up against him practice. He knows Debo's right. But I'm just saying, like Debo is playful. On this one specifically, he is being pretty specific. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's being super specific. I feel like know? they're when do the specific Niners trash ever, like, talk is the hurtful stuff. When do the Niners really? Honestly, they play shitty teams. They're nice. They, they don't really. They're not a big shit talking team, really. No, well, they don't talk shit about teams, right? Or even even really players beside like previous instances they've had with a guy like. Baker Mayfield and the flag or like specific. Right. And even things. then those guys, like they're fine. Like Bosa and Baker have buried the hatchet. Well, what Bosa, Bosa said he respects like, him. They met for the first time this off season or whatever. They like ran into each other at waste management. He said, he's actually, he's like, he wasn't yeah, that bad. Cool <laughs> and they're all, and they all talk about him. Like he's a competitor, you know, all that type of stuff. Kyle, uh, Jonas says, I uh, love the backwards hat thing with coward legendary FYI. I counted 14 false starts on Lane Johnson. Easy to be an elite right tackle with a go ahead. Love the show from Brazil. Thanks for the. That's. I don't think that's ten American dollars, Jonas. But I don't. I don't know the, the conversion rate. <laughs> uh, Gammon says, uh, "Do you think hats should be worn correctly?" You've got a theory. Bald people have different rules on backwards hats, John. Well, we we do. You know, I mean, that's just that's a fact. Why is that? Because uh, we don't have hair, so we can do things with our head that you <clears> can't. Like we can wear hats in places that, you know, it, our rules. We just. Come by different rules. What do you I, mean? Like you can wear a hat at a wedding or a funeral? What are you talking about? You can wear hats well, yeah, in different I, places. If I wanted to wear a cowboy hat or a Kangle hat, like it'd be a harder for the guy. Hat. But it'd be harder for the guy with hair. Like it's like, what are you doing? Just put some put some product in your hair. Like we don't. Have I got options. it. So it's cold. Is, is this weather related? Do you think or? Well, just we're just we don't have hair, so we can just do things that a guy like our I don't rules. Know, explain to me why. I don't know. We just don't have hair, so like we can cover our head. You know, some it, it doesn't look as good. So it's weather you know? related. No, it's just in general. Like if I want to okay. wear a back, if I haven't shaved my head, maybe I don't want to look fucking terrible. I don't know. You just what if I haven't done my hair? It's your own fucking fault. I, I, we, Why we don't you have shaved hair. your head? But but if you haven't done your hair, who cares? It just sits there. It's just hair. Like well, you it looks hair. bad. It looks just no different than unshaved and unshaved dome. No, 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 no. That's not even. That's not even remote. I look like a slob. If I don't do my hair, I walk. I sit down and do this. I'm gonna look like a slob. It also like takes you two loser. seconds to put a little thing in there. It's well, like we got to go shaved or whatever. But it's just our, our rules 100% do not like we abide by different rules. Now, Purdy has good hair. He always wears a backwards hat. Uh, he doesn't just wear it. Like right now you're wearing it. I wear backwards hats. I wear it. Purdy had it like wearing, you know, like the way like 18 year olds wear it, which is like up high. Like Joe Torrey always used to wear his hat like super high on his head. Purdy wears it up high. Very it's yeah. different than just like the straight backwards hat where it just fits down on your dome, you know. I would say for Purdy, and I don't know, I haven't done a extensive hair breakdown of the individual, but like put some product in here. You're probably you're a good looking dude. Yeah, he doesn't need the hat. I mean, but you know, he's maybe he's grinding at the office. Yeah. Uh Benjamin uh ten bucks to say feels like the NFL ten years ago. That's not a catch for Ayuk. At some point it became a lot more lenient for establishing a catch probably to promote offense. I wondered if they had called that incomplete on the field, if they, I don't, they wouldn't have overturned it. If they had called it incomplete on the field, I think it would have been incomplete. It was close. Uh, it was so just, open that, you know, who cares? 
uh, 10 bucks. Did Brock just eliminate McCaffrey from the MVP convo? Has there ever been teammates in the running for MVP this late in the season? I mean, I'm I would sure say there has been. I, I don't feel McCaffrey's really in it. I don't think he's eliminated. Uh, 20 touches for 113 yards today. Damn. You, th- you think Purdy is? I mean, McCaffrey was breaking off like eight-yard runs. He have a touchdown? Uh, he did have it. Mm, no. Well, hold on. Did he? I don't think so. Debo had, Debo had three. Ayuk, Ayuk had, one. had one. Jennings had one. That's, yeah, five. that's five. Yeah. That's... Did Kittle who had the other one? I don't know. What am I missing? Maybe it what was we missing. Uh, McCra- yeah, McCaffrey. McCaffrey had one. I don't remember him scoring. He scored at the end of the game. He scored no because Mason was in. Oh yeah, CMC scored right before half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay, maybe he's, maybe I'm under. Maybe I think he's still in it. Uh, Benjamin, twenty, Purdy, ten yard split, one five five. Lamar Jackson, one five four. What do you think? You know what's crazy when Same you score athlete. 42, when you score forty two points, it's hard to keep up with all the touchdowns. Well, that's what I always said, John. When we go golfing. Like I'd be standing up there at the green. Someone would say, "Like, what'd you get?" And I'd say, "Give me a second. I'm counting." <laughs> and then I got a little bit better, and I realized the reason you guys never have to count is because it's easy to count to five. It's four or three. It's a lot harder to count to eight, nine, or ten. <laughs> Very true. Looking, I'd be looking. Uh, hold on, I have to turn around and visualize the hole, and I'd be pointing like, all right, one there, two there, three there. And I so always call like I'm, I'm wor- I must be worse at remembering my shots. And then I realized, no, I had twice as many shots. It was harder to remember them all. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty easy for a good player to just keep their sh- score in their head. Right. Uh, McCaffrey's catch on that for- on a formation JT O'Sullivan hates, where he lines up five behind, five to seven yards behind the line, and then, uh, oh, and then like shifts out like shuffles out i like that that thing seems to work yeah listen doesn't jt sullivan think kyle shanahan's not a good coach or something i don't know i've noticed that he's doing a brock video breakdowns every week he's he's seen the uh the internet how the clicks work he he plays the hits he's no dummy um any idea why hertz was still in the game late i thought that was kind of crazy because i kind of turned it off i flipped it to check the brown score and then i came back and he was in the game I, I thought that was borderline. Reckless would be too strong because there was a moment when they could have done the tush push and stuff, and they clearly weren't going to do that. Yeah, you know, you know, they were waited for a concussion. Once they didn't get the two point, it kind of felt like he should have been out of there. Yeah, but like, you you're not going to do the tush push when he had quote unquote got hit in the head, right? right. It's not yeah. even worth it. When's the last time a guy got evaluated for a concussion left? Then comes sprinting back is back in the game. I, I don't think I've seen that all season. Have you? Uh, no, I don't think I have. If you told me the Dom, you know, <laughs> through the doc, through the doctors in the fridge or something. Let's talk about that uh, real quick. Tobin says uh, for two bucks, Purdy the MVP is going to be the topic of sports talk this week. I, that's a good take, actually. I think it will be one of the big topics this week. Uh, Dre Greenlaw and uh, Dom DiSerono. Both ejected. Dom DeSandro. Dom DeSandro. Both ejected from the game. John, unequal punishment. Dom out there wearing Joe Burrow's glasses, Mark Ingram's glasses on the sideline, a gold watch. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got, you know, this is, this is, this is in Palo Alto or Malibu. I mean, this is, this is mob ties, bodies. There's a river not far away. I mean, this is, 
the DeSandros, you know, when you're going to certain places in Philly and you work for the Eagles, you ask Tom, is it okay to go? You know, this is this is a member not of the team, but of the community, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I do know what you mean. <laughs> well so, liked, you know. I, I, I'm a Dom DeSandro. He took very good care of me. I love yeah. the guy. You've told me about him for years before he became a household name. You've you've been telling me about him. I thought it was pretty crazy that Greenlaw that you have an interaction with sideline personnel. Now, let me be very clear. I don't know if you agree with this. I saw, uh, you know, that is a classic Draymond Greenlaw moment. I have not a lot of sympathy for Drake Greenlaw getting the, getting screwed. I don't think he was trying to punch him, but the second I saw the video of him on the, he got pushed first. The second I saw the video of him with his hand contacting the face clearly was not trying to punch him. He was trying to do the finger point. But the second I saw the replay, I thought he might get ejected for this. And I got a bunch of people like, well, he got pushed first. You are accountable for your own actions. It's insane that he got pushed by sideline security, but he did. And he has the choice of either putting his hands up and doing, look what he just did, or putting his hand back in the guy's face. He did. I, I, I don't, I'm just not surprised that he got ejected for that. I think it's crazy that one guy is a player, gets ejected, it's a penalty. The other guy gets ejected, it's not a penalty. It makes no sense. He's not even a coach. That's to me, that's the problem. It's not. Yeah, that is a problem. If it had been a player and you contact, I would even say Sirianni. <laughs> it, I would somewhat understand it. I have a huge, huge, huge problem in the sport of football, throwing people out of games. I've said this forever with targeting in college football to give people when none of this stuff anymore is malicious or to, to throw kids out of the game is just nothing irks me inside more than that. And it football, it's very rare in the NFL for a guy to get tossed. It usually has to be a melee or something like that. Yeah. It, it's very rare. In basketball, it's always really bothered me in Adam Silver's league that when and, and Draymond has done things to get legitimate thrown out of a game, right? I mean, he did a... 15 second chokehold where UFC fighters were talking about the, uh, you know, the, the, the angles in which he used were elite. But there are other times when Draymond does verbal alter- altercations. Right. And if I say fuck you to you, and that gets him, it's historically got him thrown out a lot, saying to the ref or other players, hell, Ime Udoka and LeBron had one for calling each other bitches. This is not high school. We're not teaching life lessons. This is not even college football. We're not molding young men. This is a billion-dollar business for a lot of money. I am not cool with throwing people out. I thought that was a pretty easy one, especially when one guy is a star player and the other guy is the head of security for the head coach, and I guess the team, but he's, he's always next to the head coach. Like That would have been an easy one to just, listen, guys, go to your separate sidelines, take a deep breath, nothing's going to happen. To throw him out in that spot, it, it, it had an NBA feel to me, and I thought it was embarrassing for the NFL. I, I really did. Now, the reason the melee broke out is because he went like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on a guy that weighs 150 pounds. That's why the Eagles freaked. Which is a penalty. He picked, which he, he picked him up and suplexed him, which he's done countless times, and he knows he can't do. Now, he's in the moment, and I, I do love – that erupted it. And that, to me, is like, Dre, you have to – like, if that is a tie game in the second round against the Cowboys or the Eagles and you do that, even if the melee never happens, like, that's a – what if that's third and five? And you stop him for a one-yard loss, and all of a sudden that's a 15-yard penalty. Like, that's where he's always on the edge. Yeah. To me, the – the I, listen, it's just human reaction. Dom's getting 
one of their star players, Devontae's back. Dre gets back. To me, it's a nothing burger. It's a no- it's always like the NBA. I you can swear this, this isn't Pee Wee football or the little league sports. Like, I, who cares? He was pointing at his face. I I thought it was an easy one just to let it go. I would have totally understood. Totally understood would be strong if that had been Sirianni, the head coach of the other team. Kind of got it. You can't be because if it was vice versa, like Fletcher Cox hitting Kyle in the face, like you're just gonna get tossed. Dom DeSandro? I mean, what? What? Because part of it is like, who are you? Would get like you're not involved. He's just in a dude this. on the sideline. It, it, yeah. But Dom could have been a strength coach, could have been a doctor, could have been anybody. It's like this is this is irrelevant to the whole thing. And you posted it, I think on Instagram, like Sirianni screaming, "57's got to be gone." Well, of course he's saying that. It was just then right away you could, the game was on tilt, which happens in the NBA all the time. Not as I mean. Not as much in this era, but like historically, like you can tell, like something could go off here, and they, they kind of simmer down after a couple of plays because the Niners were kicking their ass. But I, I thought the referee, I thought it was just an embarrassing moment, just unneeded. Like it wasn't that crazy. I no, didn't it wasn't think it that was crazy. that. He didn't punch. He wasn't punching him in the face. He didn't punch him in the face. He wasn't trying to punch him in the face. I appreciated that after he hit him in the face, he still did what he intended, which was to have his finger pop out you know like one of those guns where there's just that not a bullet it's just like a little flag that comes out that says bang yeah. um because at first i thought he was pull, holding his hand like he was holding a gun like this is <laughs> uh the fact that it was secure i never understand why security has to get involved even even uh greg olson was like you know what are they gonna do without security on the sideline security is not there to break up fights <laughs> security is not there's really no purpose during the sideline like if a guy ran on the field dom wouldn't be the guy chasing him that, that's not his job, right? No, he's uh, just he's he's there for you know so, Polly uh, and you know the yeah, families it's, and the... it's I'm I hundred percent. Dom's got a role. I hundred percent agree with you. He should not like, have been. Do, ejected, they, do you think the Eagles? I mean, surprise me that he was. Do do the do the Eagles like to me? Eagles get fined. Yeah, I, I think so for sure. I think they, I, I, you could tell like dudes were like hitting Dom on the back. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, you knew him. You work with him. I don't. It seemed to me he like he was not being... proud of it. Like he was no, like, he, I'm he, not, I'm not going to be, I'm not pounding my chest over that. He didn't like it either. He knew. No, he did. He wished he could rewind it. Obviously, Dre Greenlaw's pleading his case. I was pointing at him. I was not swinging at him. Kyle was going berserk at the referee. And they asked Kyle after the game, were you going crazy because that was like basically security on the sideline? He said, yes, that's exactly why I was going crazy. Yeah, it just, it's not a one for one. You know, like when, if I send the 14th guy on the bench to take out Steph Curry and he get, they both get ejected, I win. That's what it felt like. It didn't matter in this game. Right. And very quickly after it, it clearly was negated of being irrelevant. But I, I just, I do not like in pro sports when guys get ejected. I don't like it. In, I, I hate it in college sports. It happens less and less. I feel like being a um, dirty player like that would that to me is the ejection should occur in the you did something. You stomped the guy's nuts or sorry. I was actually thinking of Indomitian, not Draymond. But, you know, like uh, Dylan Brooks, like that's where the ejection should be saved for words or clearly, I would say clearly inadvertent contact to the face is not what they should be. Well, like if he had picked up Devonte Smith and suplexed him like between his knees, like undertaker style, I'd be like, God, Dre, you can't do that. I, I could even understand throwing. And I don't, I, I'm still, I don't know if he got penalized. I think that's why the Eagles bench. I thought freaked. he did get penalized, but then when you look at how they adjudicated, it's not what happened. 
I think they went nuts because they thought that he did that, and that's why. And they were so close to the sideline; it was the perfect storm. Yeah, but I, I, I just think if that had been Jalen Hurts or you name the player, and he makes strikes, like it's pretty clear. Like that's you know, guys know it was fucking a random guy to Dre Greenlaw. He does he couldn't pick the guy out of the lineup who he is. You know, I, yeah, and I think that uh, this. You know, the, the old man in, man in the arena, like you're the man in the arena. Like the players and the coaches are the man in the arena. So they, they are allowed different rules when they interact with one another. When suddenly you get a non-man in the arena interacting with a man in the arena, I think that that's a really difficult spot for the man in the arena, right? Because, like, there's a different level of force that's allowed. Things that happen on the field are allowed uh, – that are not allowed off the field. Like, that puts the play- – anytime a player – is in that situation with a non-participant, it's a pretty weird situation for the player. To, it's a very unusual situation for the player, to, especially when you get touched. A part of it's like, bro, you stay out of this, right? That that was probably good. To Steve Wilkes down there on the field, though, looking him in the eyes, holding him back, you know? Steve Wilkes on the field, John, that's worked. It's wor- Wilkes on the field has worked. Listen, I, you know, in baseball, whatever you play every day, even in basketball, like, I mean – Google a lot of Draymond's ejections. They happen against the Magic and random teams, whatever. I in, in a big game, in a playoff game, it better be beyond egregious, or it's just like th- th- we're there for the players. Right, we're, we're there for the game, yep. and it's it's always been my issue in basketball defending Draymond. Of yeah, okay, if he's going to put a guy in a headlock and drag him around the court, uh, I I mean, hard to argue. But if if it's screaming f you at people, like I, I'm sorry, guys, this is this is for millions of dollars, lots on the line here. Like we don't all talk the same. So uh, I just ultimately it, it the crazy part is it had meant nothing, right? It meant something at the time, but then the game it, it didn't impact anything. Yeah, other than it kind of elevated, just it elevated what is a awesome. Well, I, I think it, it, it's. I don't care how this thing breaks, we better get part due. Yeah, like I this they better play again, and I'll tell you this. The NFL's obviously maybe the fourth quarter as it blew out, people changed the channel or whatever. I would imagine those first three quarters were because it, it felt like a game, right? It, it felt uh, like a game. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, here's the other thing: pick pick what game, what NFC game. I guess the Dallas game would all Dallas would feel big, but what other what matchup would feel bigger? Non Super Bowl. I mean, there isn't one. I don't yeah. think there's one in the AFC. I, I don't think like the, would Chiefs Bills feel bigger? The Super feel Bowl big. feels feels as big because it's the Super Bowl. But even if like the Niners play the Chiefs, it it won't feel remotely. Honestly, it's taken me a while for the Dallas game. I, I do think there's going to be if I tell you that it goes Niners Dallas Niners Eagles or, or you know some the, the these three teams. I think there's a lot of juice with these three teams playing each other. Yeah, I think the I think the NFL just fucking. Some combination where you get the two games of the three teams, right? Which feels inevitable. It almost is inevitable because one of these two teams has to be the wild card. Mm-hmm. So meaning if you take care of business as the one seed, assuming it's not the Lions, right? I guess the only scenario would be somehow the Lions get the one seed. And then it's like Cowboys, Lions, Niners, Eagles in the second round. All of a sudden, maybe the Lions beat the Cowboys and then, you know. And we're not that far off. I mean, right now the Niners look like they can't lose, but you're not that far off from that scenario, which is an insane scenario. Just because well, when everyone has schedule. the same record, yeah. 
I looked up today. They were up 21 nothing before you could blink. Now, they had been getting their ass kicked. They're off a long... They're it was halfway through the first quarter. It was 21 nothing. Derek did have a little valiant effort, I think, in like the third quarter. He got knocked out of that game because then I looked up and I saw Jameis. Uh, knocked out, got destroyed. Okay. Went to the went to the sideline. Didn't look like he could move his shoulder. He's been knocked out of about three games this year. Yeah, it's been happening a lot. If I was a betting man, is Derek Carr in the NFL next year? Yeah. You don't think so? You think he's going to retire? Yeah, not not because he's not worthy of an. I just doesn't want to just call it. I've got my money. He's had multiple times got destroyed. So his dead cap hit next year is like forty million. So he's they ain't cutting him. Uh, Brian said, "You given Purdy the MVP now?" Jalen was mid. This was I said this was going to be a big Jalen like MVP game. Jalen did not have an MVP game. No. Uh, Matt twenty bucks on the super chat. People saying Dre threw a punch at him need to be in a real fight. He just stuck his finger in his face. Totally agree. Yeah, completely. He agree. did. His finger wasn't out though when he was pointing. No, it was not. It was it was a fist. I think. Um, it barely grazed him. You know what? I, I thought part of the game was about showing that the Niners can overcome whatever some of their deficiencies are, right? Like you yeah. wanted, they tried to get a corner at the deadline. Who, the, you would have to say at this point, it's been all positivity. You'd have to say at this point, the step down from Hufunga and then Odom, Brown's just not Hufunga, right? Whatever you think of Hufunga, Jair Brown's not Hufunga, which everybody knew. That's fine. Yeah. But he's not. But, you know, they they showed today, like, against two really good receivers, they can handle that. And against a quarterback who was didn't get sacked a lot, but didn't get hit a lot, but also was kind of on the move, didn't have a lot of time to throw it, felt like, in rhythm, right? He was mid. He was mid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was mid. Uh, what else? Good Shanahan game. Well, we missed anything? Really good Shanahan game. I thought, you know, this week – kind of the Sirianni-Shanahan thing. His team is reeling nothing really for Sirianni to do. He's got a first-year offensive coordinator. He's got a first-year defensive coordinator. And it's, you know, what's his imprint on the game? Doesn't really have one. Well, Once think you about, start getting into it, right? Think about all the Shanahan guys right now. Watching LaFleur dial up plays. Jordan Love getting better. McDaniels, I don't know if you saw today. I didn't watch any of the game. I just saw the score. Beat the living piss out of Ron Rivera. I mean, they were up like 31, seven and a half. They destroyed him. McVay. Is McVay having the best coaching job of his career? I mean, (laughs) I don't even think their team's very good. They're going to win nine games. Like, but they all influence, they're all calling the plays. Sirianni's like a a younger version of like Harbaugh meets Tomlin. I I don't know. He just kind of screams, fighting guys pregame. Again, like I understand if you're an Eagle fan why you like him, but like ultimately once the game starts at the at the highest level, McCarthy's calling the plays. Andy's calling the plays. Influencing the game. McVay's calling the plays. Like what, what are you hooting and hollering? Sirianni did Great. call the plays and they secretly took play calling from him. So it's just the Niners have an advantage with the coach. They just yeah. do. Both yeah. the two teams. Right? Their, their only disadvantage, honestly, with the teams that they would play are going to be Andy Reid, and that'd be the Super Bowl. You'd be like, well, Andy's better than Kyle. But other than that, like, they're not going to have a game in the NFC. Even if, like, if you gave Pete Carroll the league, ben team, Johnson, he'd be, he'd be every bit your equal. But, like, his team's not good enough. McVay's team's not good enough. LaFleur's team's not good enough. Ben Johnson's quarterback is golf, who you play well. 
That'd be a fun game. I'd be I'd be down for that. That would game. be a fun game. Appropriate fear. Uh they do got some good I mean Laporta's shattering rookie tight end records. Wow. Jameson Williams is really fast. St. Brown. Uh, St. Brown is a star. The defense isn't great, but their their offense, they got legit speed and their own line's good. 49ers hit DeAndre Swift really hard twice, like several times in the game. First play of the game. Who got him on the first play of the game? Uh, somebody crushed him on the first play. Oh, it was Mooney Ward. Killed him. Remember, it looked oh, like yeah. an easy seven-yard, and then he dropped it. And yeah. then Demo uh, hit him late, late in the game. One of those, like, should you be uh, – maybe just dial down the celebration. That dude's motionless over there on the field. Um. Somebody added the Niners have outscored the NFC one fourteen to thirty nine. Big big game for the point differential crowd. It isn't nothing. It's not nothing. I never claimed it was nothing, but uh, today it looked like something. I gotta admit that. The Dodgers always have a great run differential and get bounced in the first. <laughs> <round of all. laughs> ba- baseball, it definitely is less. It doesn't mean shit in baseball, right? Because the playoffs are a new sport. Who cares? Yeah. Is consistently not translated. We're in football. I bet historically the top point differentials usually represent the their conferences in the in the conference championship game. Then obviously a one game situation, weird things can happen. But it's, I would imagine the leading point differential teams rarely are one and done. If we did like a long study, mm-hmm. and I, I would bet on the Niners right now because the Cowboys play the Eagles. Or the Niners are going to have the best point differential in the league. They'd be the betting favorite, right? I mean, they got a big lead right now. One sixty-three. Think about some of the opponents they got coming up. Yeah, and, and Baltimore second. So if they beat Baltimore, they'll they'll keep their their lead on the Ravens. What's the Cowboys? Uh, Dallas is no, actually. I'm sorry. Dallas has the lead. One sixty-eight. Niners are one sixty-three. So lead goes to the Cowboys. I, the Cowboys deserve it, John. The Cowboys deserve the point differential crown. I hope they win it. I think the Cowboys, I, I do think, you know, this Ferguson guy's become a good player. CeeDee Lamb's really upped his game. They're better than they've been. How about Bland from Fresno State? Do you even remember that guy? I do, but he, you know where he started? City College? Sacramento State, yeah. Didn't go to the Combine. Wow. Didn't go to the comp. I mean, does anything sum up like a good Fresno State player? Like, yeah, I wasn't even invited to the combine. Now leads the league and pick sixes. I've heard him talk a couple times. Like, God, this guy's pretty impressive, dude. He's just kind of low key, humble. Will Blackman coached with the Cowboys. I did a game with him FS1 the other day, and he that's why like, he, lo- he loves him. Huh? Loves him. <laughs> loves him. Said he wasn't even concerned when uh, what's his name who had all the pick sixes last year got hurt. He's like, because he figured this guy would do it. What if they had both of them? Could you just double move them all day long? Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, let's not, John? Let's not finish the show today without talking about the Chargers six nothing win over the Patriots. Is that a final score? <laughs> I mean, holy smokes! I don't see how. I don't know how you break up with this guy. It's you know there are certain marriages that are probably easier to get a divorce than others. I, I mean, it's over. Right, I, I saw someone, a DV, you know, DVOA, but analytic guy said that there's like fifty percent chance now, based on all the numbers and the projections, like Patriots top two pick. Wow! I mean, if you told me that the Panthers just win a game, 
I would assume they lost today. I didn't I didn't even know they were really playing. I knew they were at the Niners time zone. They uh the Carolina they Panthers to the lost to Tampa. Uh it's gonna be difficult for them to lose. In a weird way, it feels like they're a little feistier. Like the Patriots have nothing. Nothing. They got the Saints, Falcons, Packers, Jags, Bucks at the end. Are they gonna like beat the Bucks at the end and screw it up? But it doesn't matter for them, right? No, but it does matter for New England. Like, is New England going to end up with the first pick? Oh, you're saying that the – oh, yeah, 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 I think it's on the table. Do they're, you, do you fire Bill if you bad. get the first pick? Yeah, I think you can't let him make the pick. Uh, I would bet that Belichick's not back. So who do they hire? Would you fire Steve Wilkes and made Belichick your defensive coordinator? Yes. Yeah, there's – I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think Bill's going to have – he's going to have a lot of opportunities. How about the shot of John Lynch walking down onto the field, like licking his lips, slapping Corey Rush on the back? Somebody texted me, they're like, "Is he? Does he hear the Vince McMahon music in his head?" That was a hell of a strut. He does have a little bit of a, you know, he he was he was it was lick it was lip lick, fist bump for the crowd, slap Corey Rush on the back, high five a player. I mean, it was he gets down to the bench area real quick and nobody stops him. You know what sucks about the NFL It's like you can be a great team. The Niners, it should have been pretty, you know, everyone on, I wouldn't say eggshells, but kind of on edge after those couple losses, right? Like once once you got destroyed by the Bengals, like everyone should have been a little nervous walking in the building, not to get cut or whatever, but just like, this is not good. The Eagles are just 10-1 and one having this fantastic season. They're going to show up tomorrow. It is not going to, all of a sudden, we got to figure this shit out. We're fucking playing the Cowboys this week. They already feel like they're on tilt. In in one game, after yeah. it's like fuck, we just beat the Chiefs and the Bills. And all of a sudden, yep. the the Niners put you on tilt fast when they kick the shit out of you. They do, and they when they look good, they look like the best. I mean, you'd have to, would you the Niners look like the best team in the league right now? Yeah, they they are. I think it, it's only going to come down to health. They're better than all these teams in the NFC, and I guess we're going to see the Raven game. Who can really come out of the AFC? Ravens, the Chiefs are not nearly as good as they were when they that team that beat the Niners, right? Because Tyreek's not there. Miami, you buying it? Two of them right did. now, but no. Jalen Phillips towards Achilles. Not having to not, go to Baltimore would be a big deal for the for the Dolphins. For the Dolphins, yeah. I think it's here. You know, I think honestly, it feels like is this Harbaugh's year to win it? I would have said yes, then he plays Alabama. <laughs> Don't love that matchup as much. I do think the Niners, like it's pretty much there, especially we got a little ways to go, but you know. I don't know what the what the what the line is, Cowboys Eagles. What would be your guess? Where's that game? Is that game in My Dallas? My guess is Cowboys. I was gonna guess two favored by two. They're favored. It's just classic three point line. Games in Dallas. Games in Dallas. Um, I was just looking. Joe Flacco. I was just trying to check Joe Flacco's historicals, John. Uh, today, well, I guess he he played at the end. Of, he played week eighteen last year. Week seventeen. Week eighteen last year. So never mind. For the Jets. Nothing yeah. Nothing crazy. He did throw a couple touchdowns today. Yeah. Chiefs won't die here. I know. Um, on that note, anything else? 
What a day. Thanks to uh, everybody for uh, watching on YouTube and uh, the Super Chats. If you're watching the video, like the video, subscribe to our channel. You can check out our podcast down in the description below. If you're listening to the podcast, you can check out the YouTube channel and uh, share it with your friends. We appreciate that. On that note, it's been real, everybody. Adios. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.